toughness and the inability as well. Turnover though by Boston. Now Simmons in transition. What a pass to Embiid! My goodness! Posterizes Baines. Simmons all the way in and he gets a slam. Process that. Harris back on Adams on the switch. Harris shoots over with a rainbow three. Wow. It's in his hands. You're gonna sit on it. Five seconds remaining. Butler looks like he's going for the win. Butler heaves and hits with four tenths of a second remaining. Jimmy Butler delivers for his new squad. Process that. Hello and welcome back to Top Three Protected. I'm Eddie here with Eric again and Sixers win. Game three on the road in Brooklyn. Final score, 131 to 115. Big game from Ben Simmons and a huge game from Tobias Harris. Ben finished with his playoff career high, 31 points. Also had uh, four rebounds and nine assists, two steals, three blocks. And Tobias Harris finished with 29 points and 16 rebounds while notably going six of six for three. J.J. Redick also uh, pitched in with 26 points, Jimmy Butler with 16, Boban with 14. Um, and on Brooklyn side, we're looking at Karis LeVert, who had a great game. He finished with 26 points. D'Angelo Russell also finished in the end with 26 points, though he didn't really do well until uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, Jared Allen also chipped in 15, Spencer Dinwiddie with 15, and Rondé Hollis Jefferson finished with 14. Now, there was a lot of uh, trash talk coming into this game, uh, most notably between Jared Dudley, who called Ben Simmons average uh, in the half court, which is true, but I don't know why he would say that in the middle of this game. And uh, Ben responded in a big way, and it was great to see in a game that Joel Embiid was a late scratch, so it made me personally a little nervous uh, when you realized that he wasn't going to play. It was a game-time decision. But the team responded in a way that I think was really notable and we definitely saw Ben used more as like a screener and everything and it was it was great to see for me he was just really aggressive and he really uh responded well to you know the pressure that was on him uh Eric how 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 did you feel when you saw the game um a little little nervous um I was definitely getting ice cream in the first quarter so I was listening to the Nets hit some shots early uh just a little bit of back and forth uh teams uh, trying to find their rhythm the game was closer than the score let on, uh, particularly through three quarters. I think it was, what, a seven-point advantage uh, after the third? And then the Sixers turned it on in the fourth. Jimmy made some shots. Um, JJ made a, a few, as well as Tobias, who was just absolutely electric. Um, I don't think necessarily the team needs Jimmy Butler to make baskets, but the team is going to need Tobias Harris to be averaging you know, low 20s uh, per game uh, moving forward. Uh, Jimmy can do enough off-ball or off scoring, excuse me, to create opportunities for others. But Tobias is going to make a lot of his value through baskets. And he was on fire last night. Truly was. He was. And we saw, and it was great to see him get out of the slump because he definitely had been in a slump recently with his shooting. Um, and he was in this case, I guess with, you know, with no Joel there, uh, he was definitely more aggressive and looked for a shot more and it was falling, which was finally great to see. And it was great seeing him get hype. We saw him and, uh, use more pick and roll and stuff. You were, you, what were you about to say? I just wanted to talk about Monroe, too. You know, he didn't shoot well, but six offensive rebounds. That's six brand new opportunities to try again. I think offensive rebounds yeah, are his, his rebounding very valuable. Was great. Stat. 
His rebounding yeah. was great. His shot selection, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think he needs it's, to be taking as many shots as Ben did last night. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, exposable uh, as the competition gets tougher. But you know, in terms of the fact that he was thrust into the starting lineup maybe an hour beforehand, uh, an exceptional performance all around given the circumstances. Uh, again, I'd like to see him, you know, maybe maybe take a, a few a fewer shots. But if if you're there and you've got the look take it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to tell somebody to not take a high percentage shot, even when they're not falling, but I'm, I'm satisfied with Monroe. And it's nice knowing that, you know, with a healthy Embiid, you can go Embiid to Bobby to Monroe. If you need to get uh, somebody gets into foul trouble for a few minutes, you can run Monroe for a short spurt and not, not feel totally vulnerable. Right. So with Embiid, not there, we ran Monroe, uh, Boban, who did great until he fouled out, and then uh, we ran Mike Scott at the five, which I guess essentially made Ben the five um, at that point, and uh, it, it went pretty well for us there. Another notable thing about Ben's game, he went 9 of 11 from the free throw line. They also attempted to do the hack of Ben strategy, which I don't know why teams still do that with Ben. It doesn't, It I don't think it's ever worked out. It didn't work out when Washington tried it last year. Didn't work out when Chicago tried it last year and it didn't work out today. Uh, but you know, with the, do you saw the missing poster, right? Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just to, you saw the response, right? Yeah. The one where it's just like, it was like found. It was just like, you know, uh, undeniable characteristics or whatever was told that he can't shoot a fucking three, but he dropped 30, (laughs) he dropped 31 without doing that. Dropped 31 on their head. It was, it was definitely impressive. You could tell he was engaged. My favorite play of his, though, was, I think it was still in the first half, when um, Karis LeVert tried to ISO on him, and uh, he tried to just do, like, a pull-up three in his face, and Ben just, like, extended, and it was, he gets three-point blocks quite quite often. I think he might be, like, second in the league uh, t- uh, to, um, who's that rookie on the, on the Knicks? Uh, well, to, to whoever the, the rookie... Uh, Alonzo Trier? No, not Alonzo Trier. It's the center. Um, oh, um, Robinson, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson. He, I'm pretty sure he leads the league in it. But he, he uh, anyways. So Carousel tried to shoot the three, and Ben just had this disrespectful block and just like yelled right, like right by his face. It got me so hyped. It was crazy to see. Overall, just a great game from Ben, and it, it was definitely um, awesome to see. You know, say whatever you want. Maybe like because people obviously that are trying to move the goalposts or try to talk down on what he did or like it really took Jared Dudley like of all people to motivate him I don't care what it takes as long as he as long as he can keep up this consistency and this aggressiveness even when Joel is out there and he's like hey I'm 6'10 and you're not gonna stop me because I'm just that much bigger and faster than you like it opens things up for us and especially when he's being used as the screener like, because there were so many play, and it's funny because The Ringer just put out an article, I, I want to say like 48 hours ago, talking about how effective he is in the sc- as a screener, uh, similar to like Draymond Green in that sense, uh, just because he's so good uh, at passing. Um, and not only that, he's just physically imposing. So it, it was just really good to see him being used in the uh, pick and roll more as the screen guy. And, uh, you know, off of Jimmy and Tobias, to, uh, both of which they're really, really good. Uh, as the as the ball handler in the pick and roll um but yeah it was just great to see um I don't know 
I don't know what's up with the Nets. I don't know what it was. Ed Davis didn't play much again. I guess he's injured. He's hurt. He's hurt. He has to be hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, he only played 10 Although, minutes. There is a really bad coaching decision when you say, like, what's up with the Nets? When the moment Bobby fouled out, you know who should have checked back in? Who? Jared Allen. Oh, yeah. Jared Allen should have checked back in. And they should have just fed him and seen if they could have exposed the Mike Spot Ben Simmons five hole uh, for, you know, something. Uh, it's clear that they weren't going to outshoot the Sixers. Russell was too – he wasn't cold, but he, he wasn't hot. He was he was streaky. Uh, Dinwiddie was cold. Uh, Lavert had a great quarter but otherwise was quiet. And uh, Joe Harris, you know, isn't finding his looks. But in and any case – Joe Harris was bad last night. I think running around trying to chase Redick really bothered him. Yeah, he was a minus 27. I think that was the worst. It yeah, looks like I'm pretty sure it's the team something. worst. But with, with with no realistic center, you could have forced Brett Brown's hand a little bit to potentially have to check Jonah Bolden in because Jared Allen was shooting well uh, when he had his touches, when he had his opportunities. Uh, it's not like he was missing his looks. He had a good game. Yeah, he had and 15 I felt that, points. I, I felt that was a mistake by Kenny Atkinson and that the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to go against Embiid. It's tough to go against Boban. But why not try your starting center? against Mike Scott and see what happens. Yeah, and then also to to kind of compound that issue, I think when you look at the box score and you 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 look at the minutes that D'Angelo Russell played, you look at the minutes that Karis LeVert, who unequivocally was their best player last night, you look at Spencer Dinwiddie's minutes, Jared Allen's minutes. Uh, Jared Allen only played 21 minutes. Karis LeVert only played 27 minutes. D'Angelo Russell only paid 29 minutes. This is the playoffs, right? You got to you gotta play your best players, and you got to keep feeding the hot hand. Um, question, yeah, it's like yeah. 11 guys with uh, with 10 minutes in the rotation. Uh, you, could, you could take Ed Davis out for the sake of injury, but you still, you're, you're running a full two-man uh, two uh, uh, two set of five rotation with the Sixers. I think it really was just an eight-man uh, eight Yeah, we're like uh, eight deep, at, if that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a really thin eight, but yeah, other than the McConnell, Simmons, Ferk, uh, Jonah, you know, garbage minute, you know, they, the Sixers played eight men last night, and it's it's it, it's exposable is what ends up happening, and sometimes you need to take out someone like a Joe Harris who shouldn't be eating 29 minutes a game right now, especially if the shot's not falling. Yeah, especially if the shot's not falling. It would have been different if he was making shots. Um I'm just so confused why Karis LeVert only played 27 minutes. He was torching us. That run he had, what was it, the second quarter when he scored 14 straight points for them? That was disgusting. I was like, just wow. Flames. He was really, really on fire. Um, but, yeah, so uh, it, overall it was a good win, nice win. Um, game four is tomorrow. Uh, I'm hoping that they take care of business. I know you – You, I think we both I had still, Brooklyn still, taking still, one. I still have, I still think there's a split of uh, available. Um, you know, less confident with you know, how, you know how well Philadelphia played. Uh, it takes a, it takes a cold shooting day by uh, by Philadelphia. Uh, D'Angelo would need to drop you know 35, uh, and then the combination of Dinwiddie, Lavert, and Harris would need two of them would need 20 points. Uh, that's how I could see it happening, uh, with or without an Embiid. I, I still think that the uh, Embiid's not at full strength. And so, I don't know. You think they'll sit him? I you think Joe, 
Joseph's game four? Well, here's the thing, right? So it's tendonitis. That's that's. I'm pretty sure that's what everyone's been saying. It is. It's tendonitis. So it could be a tendonitis or some shit. Watch. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Yo, I will be so upset if he actually has a torn meniscus and they're not telling us and they do this. They do this again. It's gonna be. I will be so upset. But as of right now, they won't do it until after the um the reup period. I, I noticed that they kind of they kind of like wait to see like what the pricing will be of tickets until the LeBron signs in free agency. Yeah, kind of hold off on some injury news because it's the season they'll ticket. See, they'll period. see where Kawhi goes, where AD goes, where Kyrie goes. But it, it'd be oh, I'd be so upset if they did. That'd be such a slimy thing to do. Uh, but anyways, what happens when your office isn't transparent, Elton? We make these bold, you know. You know thoughts we're not accusing anybody of course we're just thinking out loud of like you know all the all the bad things that are going on and like joel Embiid's infected me it's like slowly like eating away in, in his meniscus or some shit oh my god yeah but anyways so if we're operating under the if we're operating under the assumption that it's knee tendonitis and again i talk about it all the time but it's just this is just uh rearing its ugly head because of how much they mis- mishandled his minutes in the beginning of the year but if it is tendonitis then i feel like with what the team showed today i would if if it'll help him by resting then you should do it if it won't help him as it it'll as in like uh it's not going to improve or get worse whether or not he plays um then you you try and play him maybe on a minutes restriction or something just so he doesn't get out of shape just because when someone's that big um, and we've seen it with him before. It was evident last year because of all the games he missed at the end of the season. Uh, when he doesn't play for a while, uh, it gets harder for him to get back into game playing shape because you can't. His conditioning it really suffers, particularly his cardiovascular endurance. You yeah. can kind of see, you know, it's like you know with Ben, you can always tell the night he went out drinking based on how much he's sweating in the game. Uh, it's same with Joel. It's like you can kind of tell, like those first few games back, you know, he's not a heavy, uh, you know, a big drinker, like perhaps Ben may be in relative comparisons, but Joel's more of a junk food eater. Yeah. He, he, he houses three large milkshakes from Chick-fil-A, according to an article that was based on like, you know, when Shamit was still doing the Chick-fil-A runs, three large milkshakes, those come pouring out of his uh, glands when he's sweating the first few games back after some load management. He does sweat a lot. That's it's 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 basketball. I get that, but I I, I mean you know I, I probably watch how much these guys sweat more than an average person. But it's just curious. You can kind of tell it's like wow, Ben's really really dripping tonight against the Pelicans or something like that. It's like oh, I wonder if maybe he went out in New Orleans and had a good time. But the the prognosis according to Weather and D is just you know rice rest ice compression elevation. It would benefit Joel to sit game four if that's the case. Yeah, I think I th- honestly I think he probably won't play. Um, and that part of that is just because how much the rest would help, and also just because of how well we did in Game Three without him. Um, now then again, everyone was hitting their shots. It could be a thing where no one is hitting their shots like that. So we will see. Um, looking uh, around at the the rest of the league, um, all my predictions were wrong. <laughs> Um, other than the Spurs beating the Nuggets, which they did last night, uh, Derek White with 36 points. The Warriors took care of business against the Clippers. Um, the uh, the Bucks demolished the Pistons the other night, and the Pacers choked away a game against the Celtics, which I don't know if you saw. I was so that's mad. where they missed Oladipo. 
Yeah, yeah. It was just so obvious, man. Because they they're they're going tit for tat for three quarters and then it gets to that fourth quarter and they don't have a go-to scorer and it's so evident and you know they have to rely on guys like Tyreek Evans and uh Wesley Matthews Young. and Thad Young That's to that. to take them home yeah it's like the Sixers without a Jimmy Butler you know you need you need a guy it's it can be the guy you know you only need one person yelling out Kobe taking those isos but you got to have somebody with that mentality, with the ability to rise up and say, I can get that separation from my man to create the highest probability shot in that instance. Particularly as the series grow longer, you know, games three, four, five, six, you get more familiar with the sets, the rotations, yeah. the movements of the players, and it becomes less about these set plays as much as it is just isolation and who can create what, who can adjust. And, you know, San Antonio being up to one, uh, exposing Denver uh, for being a really shitty, a really shitty road team, by the way. It's uh, it's about the adjustments again. That's something that Popovich is the master of. And you can see uh, one of the reasons why that Spurs series will probably go six minimum is because of just how how well coached the, that team is. Yeah. I did, I did watch a little bit. I got bored, but I did see, see it to the end or at least until it was mathematically over. And you could just see some really fundamentally sound basketball. DeRozan was playing out of his mind. Nothing like I had ever seen in Toronto. He's making smart decisions. He's passing the ball. He's averaging a career high in assists. It's insane. It is insane. Cool. It's, 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 it's definitely great to see. And then to see, you know, a, a young player like Derek White. I don't know how they keep doing it. They just end up drafting in the, in the, like, the teens, these great two-way players uh, Derek White kind of I don't know if he's officially broke out yet but just to string together these uh, three great games uh, as such a young player already is is encouraging and they don't even have DeJounte Murray out there um, who is so, supposed to be their defensive minded point guard which yeah. would have been great great addition oh man he did he I think he'd play well alongside White as well for he next would season. they'd be they would be great um, and they also like Lonnie Walker isn't even uh, playing for them like he's that been hurt He's been hurt. But, yeah, so they, they definitely have a great uh, little uh, group of young guys to, to play around. Um, uh, so something I wanted to kind of uh, end on, only just because I don't really have much else to say other than to wait for Game 4, something I kind of wanted to end on. Um, you know, a lot a lot of discussion as it pertains to Ben is just about sometimes, like, his focus or just, like, uh, the tendency to kind of not be aggressive when Joel is there or whatever, or just, you know, in general, just he's more of a pass first player at heart. We all know that. But these past two games, we've seen a Ben Simmons who was super aggressive and then even more so when Joel wasn't there. And we also saw one who not only was looking for his shot and diving to the rim, but also more willing to be a screener. And it's something that's been talked about with him quite a bit. Like, uh, he he said emphatically like his rookie year like I'm the point guard I'm gonna be the one bringing the ball up and and Ben I mean not Ben Brett even said as much uh, as well so we didn't see him in many uh, half court situations where he was a screener um, but yet yesterday last night specifically uh, and this could be a, a product of having Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler I'm sure that's a part of it but 
it seems like he's become more willing to over over time to become a screener and i think it's just opened up it opened up so much for our team last night even though we had a big guy like boban or greg monroe in there who don't necessarily space the floor um like you would think uh you'd want to have as a center with ben simmons uh, how do you feel about ben being being seemingly more willing to be a screener um overall it's positionless basketball. It's doing what's necessary. Uh, they they took a look and saw what happens when Embiid sits to someone like JJ Redick, and Redick was exposed, and I was concerned for for you know the liability that Redick had on the court. Now Ben's setting screens and getting opportunities for Redick to hit shots, for Tobias to hit shots. It's really opened up the floor for these guys, and it's uh, taken another aspect of Ben's game that people have to watch out for. I've really liked what I've seen. I, I, I can't speak highly enough of it. And last night was a good example of what can be done. It was a good example. It's, it has me excited. Uh, if, if Ben can keep up this aggression when Joel comes back and uh, the team runs uh, a couple more plays through Tobias and Jimmy on the perimeter with Ben as the screener and uh, Joe in the same spot that uh, Boban was in or Monroe, like it could go really... And think about... <laughs> think about all the layups that Greg Monroe Monroe missed. Now think if that was Joel Embiid. Would have right. the score would have been even even crazier. Probably would have hit 145 again. Um but yeah, overall just monster performance from our Sixers in game 3. It was great to watch. It was a fun game. Uh the Brooklyn crowd hearing them be silenced. I'm not going to lie. It felt really good. <laughs> um uh, especially after all that trash talk about ben simmons and they were booing him relentlessly in that first quarter um good for them though good for them for showing up and being being a nice crowd that was that was a good environment to watch basketball that was definitely good environment, and it made the game more fun and to see our guys respond in that environment was was fun as well um the the nets being competitive is good for for basketball it's it's good for the sixers too it keeps them honest yep um but yeah so Oh, and a uh, side note, Jared Dudley did awful. Uh, ben, well, obviously there's clips of Ben laughing in his face when he was complaining about a J.J. Reddick call. And then uh, right after that, he airballed a three, to which Ben let him know that he just airballed a three. <laughs> um, it was great to see the little back and forth between those two. Yeah, it's Jared Dudley. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, it's Jared have... Dudley. Yep, it's Jared Dudley. But anyways, um, that that's kind of all I wanted to talk about for me. Did you have anything? That's basically it. Uh, again, a Jimmy Butler that doesn't need to take all these shots is is good for the Sixers. It's a Jimmy Butler that can focus on other things. The glue guy yes. that gets everything else done. He's an elite now, ben, glue guy. It feels like he's 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 what Robert Covington could be with the ability to create his own shot. That's that's what we have at our three now. It's been an, an incredible upgrade. You know, we gave away a few parts to do it, but Jimmy Butler is the one that says like, all right. You five, you four on the court. Let me know what you're gonna do, and I'll take care of the rest. I, I again, you know, I still feel okay with Jimmy taking like 10, 15, 20 shots a game if they're there. Yeah. But with hit with him looking to create opportunities first, that's how you know the Sixers' uh, offense is really fluid and moving because he will give up the ball to get others involved. He is a team player. He's a winner. Yes, and it, it definitely seems I'm, like he I'm bought in. Yeah. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this. Um, these guys are knowing that this is the time to get to work, and we're going to see how, how far they can go. They'll take it one game at a time. Yep, just take it one game at a time. 
Well, with that, uh, once again, uh, the 76ers uh, defeated the Brooklyn Nets to a score of 131 um, to 115. Game four will be tomorrow at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Not 2.30. Not 2.30. <laughs> Not 2.30 like last Saturday, but 3 p.m. Uh, I think it's a triple header tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be like a 3 p.m., then maybe like a 7 and a half. Are we the first game 30. of the day? I think so. They don't usually do a Saturday noon game. It's usually a Sunday noon game. Okay. Uh, tonight is Toronto at 7, Boston at 8.30, Portland at 9.30. Yeah, tomorrow we're the first game. No, there's four games tomorrow. Uh, Philly's at 3, Denver at 5.30, Milwaukee at 8, and Houston at 10.30. If Denver loses tomorrow... It's going to be bad, man. It's not going to be good. It's going to be a rough flight out to altitude. Yeah. Um, but then but then again, they will be uh they're a Colorado team and it it'll be 420. So, you know, maybe the maybe people maybe they they're not allowed to lose <laughs> under those Phillies circumstances. Phillies are out in Colorado right now too. They're playing in Denver. So, there's some Phillies fans out there who are having a nice uh nice weekend. Yeah. I hope I hope they have a great time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so once again, um, our 76ers will be facing the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Uh, that has been it for this uh, show. Hey, don't close it out yet. Who you got tonight? I'm going to go Toronto, Boston. Oh, and- okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go Toronto, Boston. And what's what's the third game? Portland, Oklahoma City. I'll uh, take Oklahoma City. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma City. So so we're both, of the, we're both of the same mind. We have Toronto. Toronto's just going to take care of business again. Boston's going to take I, care of business. Wait, wait. Again. Since, since we both agreed on that, what's the least likely of these picks to be wrong? The Magic beating the Raptors, the Pacers beating the Celtics, or the Blazers beating the Thunder? Um, I think the uh, I think the Pacers beating the Celtics could be wrong. Okay, I do think the Blazers are going to lose tonight. I think the Magic at home is going to be tougher. This game is going to be closer to Game One than it will have been the game two when they got absolutely demolished. I'm kind of, I need to see what their crowd looks like first. That's what I want to see personally. My cousin got tickets, uh, resale. Uh, there's like two seats. Uh, I think he is upper, but it's like good upper seats. Uh, with all the fees, I came, I think it came out to like two forty, So it was like one twenty ahead. So if it's one twenty ahead resale to sit upper deck, you got to think there's a sellout. And true. that Orlando is going to be, Orlando is going to be loud. Uh, they're, they're definitely a crowd that, that shows up uh, for playoff basketball, and it's been a while for them. It has but been when a I while. Went to, when I went to that Sixers game in uh, Orlando, there was definitely a decent decent crowd, although you could hear the Sixers Sixers fans from time to time. Uh, do you think uh, Markel will be on the bench? Markel will be on the bench. Uh, it's, it's good for him to you know look out and see why he'll never play basketball because these are people who are more qualified at their jobs than he, or it could be that, you know, he figures it out, but not my problem anymore. <laughs> uh, He's going to be great, did, man. He's going to be great. He's gonna I be- did say a, uh, I did say a split in Brooklyn. That would mean I'd have to pick the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. So uh, I was going to say, so, think, so who do you have you game Joe's, four? You think Joe's going to play tomorrow? I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. Gun to my head. I don't think he's playing tomorrow. I, I'll say no Embiid and oh, it's it's these shooters at Brooklyn, man. They're so they're if so they different. go off, yeah, it's gonna be hard. 
like they if they had like a true number one then they'll, these this team would be so dangerous because they have a bunch of twos and threes you know just a couple of like second scores and third scores like you know a russell dinwiddie off of like you know the second bench or like a russell as a second option with dinwiddie's the true sixth man i pick let's 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 uh, it's, if I'll you pick, don't pick the nets now that means you're picking them for game five in philadelphia yeah, and but it's just like the Nets just look so bad. It's like do you, do they come, do they come back to their averages? They shot forty percent. They did shoot eight of thirty nine from three. Yeah, but, but also just I think it was bad like on the coaching staff. Like just how many I, I'd expect Karis LeVert and Dinwiddie and Russell to play way more. That none of them played over thirty minutes. None of them. Yeah, none of them really needed to either. But yeah, I, I think I think with a tighter rotation, you'll see a closer game. I honestly don't know. I think the Sixers are going to win. I, I really think my okay, opinion. Okay, so you changed. got the Sixers. Oh, okay, cool. So you have Sixers and five now. I yeah, I keep cha- I keep changing it because like, <laughs> you know, it, it like it just doesn't matter in the slightest. But it's like, ah, God, the Sixers look so good in Game Three. Yeah, I'll they pick, did. I'll, I'll pick Philadelphia tomorrow. I, I think it'll be a very close game, though. Hey, That's- okay, so we both have Philly. We are both of our predictions have changed to Sixers and five. <laughs> <laughs> our decisions change by how each game uh they look which i'm gonna be like so stoned tomorrow and just like the sixers are gonna lose by 20 and i'm gonna be like really humbled and i'll be like why the fuck did they arrest joel and <laughs> oh my god the media is <laughs> the media is gonna be all over us if we lose tomorrow but but yeah okay so we both have the sixers winning um you have it being a close game i don't know if it's gonna be a close game um we'll see we'll see i expect ben to if come he out doesn't and do play, it's definitely gonna be close I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be sport. closer than it was yesterday. But yesterday was pretty it was, close until the it was plus seven after three. It wasn't. It wasn't as like it wasn't a real runaway. It wasn't like the Sixers were able to start like getting ready to pull guys out at the start of the fourth. That uh, that uh, second unit of just bench guys only played for like a minute and a half. You know, when you when you really have the blowout, they're playing like six plus minutes. 10 in game one i think it was oh yeah that's true that's true fair enough but um but yeah okay so we both have the sixers winning tomorrow whatever the spread is too like if they're saying like sixers by more than five i would take the under on that i don't think the sixers win by more than five what are the odds let's see i don't know Uh, i don't don't really know i'm just saying it's gonna be really close philadelphia i i don't know enough about betting but it just says uh philadelphia negative 2.5 Okay, I think that means that if the Sixers win by more than two and a half points, then you get then then you cover. Or if the Nets or the Sixers win by less than two and a half, or they lose, then that's the other side of it. So you okay. don't just bet you don't just bet the team itself. You bet the team the the favorite team to win by so many points. That was like uh, I remember there was a bet in Atlantic City. I didn't make it, but it was like the Sixers were like three and a half point favorites uh, over the Celtics. I was thinking, like, damn, like, the Sixers never beat the Celtics. Like, and they're taking, ah, they need three and a half points. They were up by five, and then Tatum ended up hitting a uh, a garbage two at, at the end of it. So the Celtics lost by three. So the Celtics ended up covering the spread and probably pissed off a lot of gamblers in that regard. I'm excited now. Yeah, uh, uh, game four should be good. I need to oh, – wait, is betting – betting's not legal, right, other than Vegas? Oh, are you? You're, I forgot you're on the Pennsylvania side. I'm on the Jersey side of the uh, Philadelphia sports fandom. Oh wait, so it's oh yeah, it's legal there, right? You can make you can make wagers face to face in Atlantic City. I believe you can do it online as well. 
Um, but yeah, last time I was in Atlantic City was for a bachelor party, and uh, they had sports betting available, but I did not place a wager. <laughs> well, might need to. But okay, so uh, well, uh, okay, well, again, uh, I don't have anything. That's to why do. I always pick against. That's why I always pick against the Sixers is because like then <laughs> then they can and I can be wrong, but I can be happy. I like, like I like that mentality. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, and here's another thing too. It's like any Philadelphia sports away game I've ever gone to. I think I've seen. I've never seen the Sixers win on the road. I've been to like five games. I've never seen the Phillies win on the road. I've never seen the fly. I've never seen a Philadelphia sports team win on the road. Ever? And I think I've been to like yeah for the four major sports, and I think I've been to like like eighteen or so between the four. I've seen I've seen like five Sixers losses on the road. It's it's pretty brutal. Oof, I, I I've never been to a road game, but that doesn't sound. Uh, wait, um, so you said wait you said Sixers, Phillies, and Flyers, and I've been to one Eagles game on the road. It was in Tampa. Again, I've got family down there. And oh, okay, the Eagles lost. That was the uh, Fitzpatrick Fitzmagic game. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, I mean. But yeah, it, that's so. If the Brooklyn Nets want to get me tickets to Game Four, I am <laughs> more than happy to. Uh, I'd be more than happy to oblige to be there. I'd go if if they offer them to me. It's a quick train ride, right? It actually really is. I've taken it before. It's it's a fun ride. <laughs> but but yeah, um. So yes, once again, Sixers Game Three, we beat the beat the Nets Game Four tomorrow, three p.m. We will be back after that game um and uh and yeah so that that's it uh looking forward to it once again uh please make sure to rate and um subscribe and leave a review it helps us out a lot we did get our first review actually so uh we appreciate that it was a five-star review um damn i probably should have had it in front of me but uh i'll read it next episode but yeah thank you for that review um once again i'm eddie for eric this has been top three protected uh, and we will see you guys after game four. Peace. Like he's going for the win. Butler heaves and hits with four tenths.